Light and Aesthetic Podcast. My name's Eric, and this is Randy. Hello. So we're going to talk about some tech today. We got Apple announces self-service repair. That's interesting. No one expected that. No right? one expected that. Not me, not anyone. Halo Infinite surprise multiplayer Ooh. launch. Very the exciting. The best news, arguably. Yeah. Uh, YouTube removing dislikes. And then we'll also talk about Nikon Z9, because that's, I know, your favorite. Cameras are your favorite topic. Cameras are my favorite topic, man. Yeah. Like, cameras are just my favorite in general. Like, yeah. I want my job to revolve around me using a camera. Yeah. No, I, I agree, dude. I, I like the whole workflow front and back, like yeah. taking it, setting yeah. up composition the lighting thinking about all the camera settings and then everything like about it is taking it into post-processing doing the color grading messing around in the editing like it's just fun dude and it, then like it, for it, photography it's, it's almost the same like thing. therapy right like it's work but like you also kind of like there's like that zen nature of it like where yeah. you're like trying to like be kaizen and like and, and like <laughs> you know like uh perfect your work yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's, it's just true a, it's solid. It's, it's solid, time. dude. That's why I need to get you into Blender. It's It's got a lot of that same kind of thing. Yeah, dude. It does. It does. It does. You think about it from the front to the back, like just the same way. Composition, lighting, getting your subject just right. I mean, that's if you're doing like scene editing and stuff, sure, right? Sure, sure. Obviously, the modeling process is its own thing, but uh, you know, you could just rip other people's models and make a scene if you want. <clears throat> but anyway, let's start with our topic Apple announces self-service repair. So I actually have a uh, a web their uh, newsroom webpage open. I'll pull it up. Okay. So here it is. Basically, yeah, Apple let's... parts, tools, and manuals starting with iPhone 12 and 13 available to individual uh, consumers. So does see... this just cover the iPhones, or does this extend through the whole product stack? Great question. So they mentioned that it's going to start off right first with iPhone 12 and 13 lineups okay. and soon to be followed by Mac computers featuring M1 chips. Okay. There we go. Exactly. iPads on there? Well, good question because this is Mac computers, but it doesn't mention iPad specifically. But I, I but bet you eventually. iPad a computer, dude. Oh, my God. Well, Maybe you know, that's a. Is, oh, my God. Maybe you're right. Maybe they consider uh, the iPad with the M1 chip a computer. Maybe. Here's what I'll say, dude. This is very unexpected. You know, very exciting. I think that I can't wait to see Lewis Rossman's uh, reaction. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of was like, how, what's it? All right, all right. So first thought was Louis Rossman is probably going to have a wet dream if he's not awake right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then my second thought was I want some Apple branded tools, dude. Right. Like, <laughs> I want like yeah. a nice like like Apple like white, fix it toolkit like a white like 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 T six hex dude you know what I mean dude that'd be amazing I I mean I'd buy it I already got the I, uh, I, yeah, Apple mi it. microfiber cloth you know on pre order dude like well I think it released <laughs> I think that we were just late to the party uh, on that yeah which by the way gotta, where was that cloth in the keynote dude I wanted to see like I don't know like Craig come out and be like you've wiped before <laughs> but not like this. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Today we're we're reinventing the wipe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, we had one I, word: I, yeah. courage. Courage yeah, made us want to wipe better. Uh, yeah, yeah. I only uh, wipe my ass with uh, Apple microfiber cloths. Yeah, soon. Dude. Well, well that's why you have a bidet so you can reuse your cloth. <laughs> that's right. Soft touch. Soft. Yeah, touch, I dude. only trust my cheeks to Apple. Sorry, to their microfiber it, technology. Uh, but yeah, dude, 
self-service repaired. And so this is this is great. And it's funny because not too long ago, I know everyone was hating on them because in the new iPhones, if you replace the screen, I think Face ID stopped working. Yeah, Face ID quit out. Quit so out on you. I think what happened, uh, and I don't have an update. I don't have it in front of me or anything, but I, I think they're rolling that back. I think that... I, I think I saw that as well. Yeah. Like, I don't have full-on confirmation, but I think I saw as well that like there were some third-party screen protectors that started working with yeah. like, but like it's like iOS fifteen point two or higher. So like, right. if you have a broken phone that's on fifteen point one and like you can't access, like you probably have to like like update it through a Mac or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But it, it's just interesting that they would try and enforce this and then roll it back, and then now they're like. Oh, we're going to offer Wait you a minute, schematics. And- Wait a minute, dude. They gave us back ports. They made a thicker MacBook with better airflow that didn't thermal throttle. They're rolling back uh, anti-consumer decisions. They're releasing schematics, and they're making a parts store. Are they listening to consumers, dude? I I, I don't know, man. It, it's almost as if they are. It's crazy. Are they not telling us what we want anymore, dude? Uh, dude, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing with the new uh, MacBooks is they're they rolled back so much of the things that people criticized. Yeah. You know, the, it all started with the chiclet keyboards that everyone hated, and then they rolled that back, and now we the got butterfly ports. Switch was Butter, not, sorry, yeah, not a good time. Butterfly, for yeah, and it's funny because during you know I was you know checking out all my MacBooks that I have, and I have the you know what is it the twelve inch MacBook, twelve inch MacBook, and it's yeah, got the those butterfly. They're keyboards. rough, man. Yeah, they're they're just not good. They're just you know what's cool about them is they're like bigger. Like each key is like a little bit bigger. Yeah, but it's a flat boy. There's like no travel on them. Yeah, like I would there's rather, no tactility. I would rather the the travel the magic keyboard than the wide boy. Yeah, no, Wonderful. for sure. No, I I agree, dude. Um, it was a cool idea, but it just wasn't good. But uh, yeah, dude, this this is very interesting move. I like to see it because you know I, I was even talking to uh, some of my friends recently, and you know they're all on the the Apple hate train. They're like, "Hey guys, look at their anti consumer practices." Yeah, but like, you what know. what a company is pro consumer from that regard, right? Like, what company is like, you know what I know. No, no major one? one. No major yeah, one. Like, like other than like say so, framework, but like that doesn't so really. So like, count. what's their argument? Like, what's their barometer? Like, what device are they using? That's so you know what I, I mean? Like, I don't know, guy. You know, like they're they're just. I as far as my friends are concerned, like uh, it, they're just like I think they're just hyped up in the uh, the Apple hate. Uh, yeah, it, I think it's really because like they're gamers, right? And gamers don't really buy Macs if they're buying their machines to game. You know what I mean? So like like. Like, for example, like, you know, you want to build something with like a 3080 or something, a desktop PC. Like most of my gamers that are PC, uh, most of my friends that are PC gamers, they're going to custom build their PCs. Um, Yeah. I don't know anyone uh, among my friends that uh, doesn't have like a built PC. So and, and as a result, like they don't really touch Macs ever. Like, how is it in your friend group? Uh, that's kind of the case. Uh, most of my friends have actually, I, I probably have built, but most of my friends' computers. Same um, here. Yeah. Uh, More I built Calvin's, Not really. Uh, I helped Paul with his, uh, I built Casey's, okay. I built Calvin's wife's. Uh, however, I do have some friends who didn't approach me and just went out and bought a pre-built. Okay. Uh, and this was even before the part shortage, right? Like, yeah, it's almost uh, like now with the part shortage, yeah, like, like it's kind of viable. Yeah. But like this particular person, um, just kind of 
came home one day. I was like, yo, I got a computer. Let's play some computer games. I'm like, <laughs> what'd you get? And they're like, I got an HP Omen. Oh, and they geez. paid like $1,600 for something with like a, a, a 1650 Ti in it. And I'm like, <sighs> oh, why didn't you talk to me, bud? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I saw it and I wanted it. I was like, all right. Then, yeah, that's fair. But like, I think what we're getting at is like... <sighs> No one is really looking at Mac just because they probably are buying a home PC for gaming, right? Like, yeah. If you're in that space, like you're looking at something that runs Windows. So yeah, you know what's? Yeah, I'll I'll say this. Like, here's the thing. To me, I know everyone's criticized Apple for this, like their uh, anti-consumer stuff. Like, oh, this, uh, you know, they don't. But like, nobody does that, right? Like, you're gonna if your MacBook breaks, you're gonna have to RMA it. If my motherboard breaks, I'm gonna yeah, have to RMA I, it. I, you know I what mean, I mean? I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, I'm the same way, dude. Like, yeah. If my iPad breaks right now, I yeah. mean, granted, I have Apple Care on it because I it's it's my daily care. Even if you it's didn't. not waterproof, right? I'm gonna have Apple fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, dude, like I, I've I, done I'm that. Not gonna, yeah. And Apple's customer so service so with me, my experience with Apple has been good. Like I've I've had my iPhone messed up. Like I remember one time I had an iPhone that just wouldn't charge anymore. Sure. Uh, and I'd put you know put my charger in the Thunderbolt. It just wouldn't do nothing. Sure. And so I took it in, and they they swapped my phone out. Like. Right then, like I did, I had a backup, so I was like, "Dude, like it's messed up," and they swapped me. And yeah, that so was, that was excellent. Like that was great. I was like, "Okay, cool," um, and that was painless. But like with yeah. anyone else, like I've I've R made motherboards, I've R made like graphics cards, and it hasn't always been seamless. Like if I, no. you know, sometimes it is. EVGA has been cool. Like I've done uh, advanced RMA with them, where they'll send you a card and you got to send the broken one back. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's like the best case scenario you're gonna get yeah, with like uh, a broken product. I I've had I've had an uh, an an okay experience with the EVGA. Uh, right. That was when my 2080 Ti artifacted. If, if you remember that last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, the process definitely wasn't seamless. Like they wanted me to basically do my own troubleshooting, which is fine for me, right? Like it's fine for me. But like, if my mother called, she'd be like, "I, I, uh, yeah. what do you want me to do?" You know what I mean? Exactly. So like, so like, so like that part, I was, I was a little eh on, because like I'm kind of rating the customer experience as your average consumer, right? Like not right. as someone who's who's innately tech savvy. Uh, but my experience with Apple when I had to get my MacBook uh, right. with the butterfly switches replaced twice, I mean, it it was no muss, no fuss. You know, I just took it to the store. I mean, granted, it was gone for three weeks. Yeah. But I but they, I basically just they're like, all right. I right. basically just handed it to them, and then exactly the customer service yeah. is like good with them, right? Like, I get it. Like Lewis, I Lewis Rossman specifically, like he makes his living off of repairing MacBooks. It seems like, but right. like, how many like non MacBooks is he getting in to fix? Yeah. Like, how many MSI laptops? How many like I mean, razor blades, lot, right? Surface? I would books? say a lot. You think so? I think so. I mean, I've seen some episodes where where uh, he gets like random stuff in. I've I never know that, seen like, him like I've, my well, organization actually sent him a MacBook. Oh, really? And that customer service experience was fantastic. Okay, it, nice. It, it, it literally was like I got a response back from uh, Rossman Repair Group within yeah. like twenty minutes of me putting in, in a support request. Wow. When uh, we got the MacBook back, uh, it was actually my boss's MacBook. Um, and like, it was kind of dirty, like for lack of a better term, like right. it, it, it was loved on. 
uh, we got this thing back, dude. It was like brand new. Wow. Like, like they de- they went above and beyond. Yeah. Like they not only fixed the fixed the 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 the, the, the uh, board level issue, but they also gave it back to me in a state that was far better than it was when I gave it to them. It was packed up nicely. It was packed up securely, and there was even a, li- a little sticker on there of what our uh, of, of what Rossman Re- Repair Group did the repair, yeah. and then which one uh, inspected it because they don't inspect their own work. Oh wow, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. So um, wow. I, I, I was thoroughly impressed with them from a customer service standpoint. I mean, they 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 were a little pricey. It was four hundred and fifty dollars for a board level repair. Right. But I mean, what else was I supposed to do in that situation for a three thousand dollar MacBook that's out of warranty? Right. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, and that's so. true. And if Apple's not going to fix it, then or yeah. you know, because often I don't know does. Does Apple do out of warranty repairs or do they just they, refuse? They, they do, but 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 they charge you. Yeah, probably quite a bit, right? Yeah, like yeah, like for example, like get a new MacBook. I, I I think a good example is um when I got my uh, butterfly switches repaired, they send you a zero to add invoice. So like they send you how much it would cost, like if you went to them to pay for it, right? And this may be getting down the weeds a little bit, but like when with, with the older style MacBooks, like the generation that just went out, so like M one. Uh, 13 2020 right. and back to 2016 uh, if you need to replace a keyboard that's an entire top case replacement and the top case is basically the device that holds the motherboard and holds the touch bar so you have to get a whole new touch bar that's a lot uh, a whole new top case a whole new display controller that because because it gets lot. glued into the top of that so just replace the keyboard it's a full top case replacement uh, so in my case it was like eleven hundred dollars to get the keyboard replaced oh my god but they um but like i said you they they zeroed it out, right? But, but but like that's how much it would have been if it if if it was not under warranty, and I can almost guarantee right. that probably Rossman Repair Group would not have been eleven hundred dollars if they could have even no, fixed it. not even close. But I think that I, uh, I don't I don't know if they could have sourced a new keyboard. So so that would have yeah. I, I probably would have, would have gotten a donor board. You know what I mean? So, that's another thing is like uh, because there's uh, so many MacBooks out there, like they have a ton of donor boards, right? Yeah. So like if they if somebody comes up, like if I had my razor blade die or something and gave it to them, they'd be like, dude, I can't. I, sh-. Like the yeah. best they could do is maybe go on eBay and try to find a uh, like a partially working one and buy it. But then I'd have to, uh, you know, front the bill for that or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's probably best case. Like my dad did a uh, board level repairs uh, to a degree. That's and pretty cool. I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah. He, he, you know, he owned his own little computer business, and it was just a mom and pop kind of like he was the only one there. But he did have like an actual. Uh, you know, a business that you could go to, uh, you know, and, sure. and, and so and he's, yeah, brick and mortar, he would sell computers, he would do house calls. And like a lot of times he would do board level repair and he would just go on eBay and buy the boards and then just do part swaps or, uh, if he could do board level repair, he would do it. So, so you know, that's basically the best you could do sure. if you didn't have donor boards. Right. Yeah. So, so that kind of rises like another question now. Are you going to have to go through some like authorized Apple repair program to get access to these schematics? Or could like UI or our listeners just go to like, I don't know, like repair.apple.com or whatever it is. That's not the URL. I'm just right. making one up and, and, and be like, oh, let's let's sell this iPhone 13 schematic for funsies. Because, you know, I'm already thinking like, man, that that would be pretty fun to like just print out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me tell you what they're going to do. So they're going to have something. They're go- they said that, uh, okay. Customers will place an order for the Apple Genuine parts and tools using the Apple self-service repair online store. So you'll be able to go onto their store and actually buy genuine products. Anyone. Anyone. 
Anybody can do it. They don't have to be in in some sort of authorized repair program or anything. Any person. Nope. All they say is it's important they first review the repair manual. (laughs) That way you... uh, The repair manual being the end user. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I like, think anybody will be able to do it. Okay, from, okay. From the wow. impressions I'm reading wow. here, all right. It just says product owners can do their own uh, repairs themselves. That's what it's saying. So this is really interesting to me, right? Because like I've always thought about this, and like maybe you can speak to it, or maybe our viewers are also con- like concerned about this, or, or or have thought about this. If you own like an iPhone. I forget what it is, like 7 onward, but for the sake of this argument, because it's the 12 and 13, let's assume that it's an iPhone 12 or 13, okay? Right. And you crack your screen, and then you do a screen repair. Uh, What happens to that water rating, okay? Yeah, it's probably gone. It's probably gone, right? It's probably gone. Exactly. So then what happens if you have Apple Care and you decide to do your own replacement? So that's a great question. I'd assume that if you have Apple Care... You're not gonna do this, right? Okay. Like you're mm-hmm. probably gonna go to go through Apple Care. You're probably gonna go through Apple Care. I'd say you're gonna go through this if you don't have Apple Care and your product breaks, and Apple maybe doesn't want to charge you, uh, or you don't want to pay Apple the the repair costs. Sure. You know what I mean? Like maybe you want to do it yourself, but uh, that's or you're out of warranty. Maybe that's the only two really scenarios where you do this. What do so, you think? so you're thinking that if you're still <laughs> under warranty and you do a self repair, right? But they no longer honor that warranty. Well, you know, this is an interesting thing because legally, um, I don't know. That's kind of a gray area, right? Like it's right. been ruled that like those uh, those, those stickers, stickers over screws, yeah, those stickers over screws that say you know this void your well, warranty aren't. They don't valid. hold up in the U.S., but I believe they hold up in the U.K. If that's the case, then you know, in the U.S. for the, for our little uh, discussion. I'm, I'm certain about Canada, though, just, just in case we have any listeners. Yeah. Here. Not from America. Uh, yeah, but that's interesting to me, right? Like, like, that's super interesting because I feel like that, that, that I could potentially see this opening up like issues for Apple in terms of like warranty repair and stuff. Like, because now you're, now you're going to have people who say, who, who may attempt repair and then say, my charge port's not working anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, risky, but I think that, um, Apple's rich enough to where they probably can get away with it, right? Like, I guess they probably getting could eat the extra like, cost. I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, and I'm wondering if like it's going to affect their customer service. I'm unsure. I'm way. sure it will. In some you know what I mean, like regard, like because like right now, I feel like you you hear success stories on Reddit of people who are like went into the Apple store with my out of warranty phone, and they were nice enough to replace it. You know, like you see stories like that on the Apple subreddit quite frequently. Yeah. And are we going to not see those anymore because they're going to be afraid that someone self tampered with it to get a new phone? I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I think that this is the right move, though. I think it is the right um, move too, but it, it it'll be interesting to see, you know, what unfurls after fact after after the fact. You know, a lot of people are thinking that the the parts cost it will be very high. For genuine oh, parts. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. So that's kind of sure. offsetting the expense that they'll have to incur by honoring the warranties and stuff for people that self-repair their products, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You know, that's kind of a, one way to look at it. I'm sure. not sure. But they'll probably be pretty pricey straight from Apple. And the, the parts store is not open yet. Is is that correct in my statement? Uh, Well, I don't see it, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they only have like a little newsroom article telling their intent, uh, and, and that's all they have right now. But 
I'm really looking forward to see it come out. I want to see how much these parts are going to cost. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on Technesthetic when I'm sure we will when the yeah. store comes up. I'm sure that if we could buy the tool separately, we 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 may even get some in just to yeah. I mean, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, you know, like like if Apple see. came out with like their own toolkit, I would buy that in a heartbeat. I wonder how much they'll sell, right? Of the phone, like they'll probably sell most things, screens, common things, right? Screens, maybe back glass. Uh, back glass is tough though. Back glass is back glass is almost near impossible to replace on the new phones. Is it really? Yeah, that's why I like a back glass replacement. Like, look up the screen re- replacement cost. Like, a back glass is like $560. So, like, I'm going to show my inner nerd here. If you've ever watched, like, those, like, oh, Smarter Every Day, maybe it was, or like one of those videos where, like, they've basically shown off that because back glass on phones, not just a- Apple products, but like phones in general, has become, like, so integral to, like, the housing and the structure and the framing of a phone or whatnot. Right. Um, that it's cheaper for people to or like 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 repair centers to invest in as essentially this like laser that blasts away a cracked black uh, uh, back screen. Yeah, I because, love that. I saw that. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. But that's because the cost to replace it traditionally is so absurdly high. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah, so the back glass. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to repair these phones. To this day, I it's already very difficult to. to to get to get into an iPhone and not damage the front the uh, front element or or even the uh, cable, dude. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. Like I, mean, I like, haven't uh, taken the plunge yet. I watch a lot of uh, of like teardown videos. Uh, again, you know, sh- showing my in- inner nerd. But um, that display connector. If you guys remember on the iPhone 10 that came out when when like one of their biggest feats, that I, I I I guess you could say, or like moments of like that they wanted to show off was like there was no chin on the phone right right and they do that by basically curling the display over remember those videos of like the curled over end of the display right so 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 they have a place to attach a connector that's not on the bottom that connector is apparently crazy crazy delicate yeah i believe it dude they're probably like the thinnest yeah tiniest thing ever um and and that's why i haven't even bothered to like try repair a phone laptops all day dude I'll, I'll tear into a laptop but like a phone just is too small you know yeah. I, I bet i yeah. could do it i think the problem with me is like having to heat it up heat gun heating it up heat pads is it, heating glue up is it, heating it up is an issue excuse me a glue separation is definitely an issue yeah there's but just the like a time, ton of glue in these things but you know at, at the same time i really don't want to lose my water rating you know what i mean that too, so that's like, another reason so like i think that like I have a, so I mean full disclosure. Uh, I don't really buy Apple Care on my phones just because uh, I kind of case them right, and right. And, and I put a screen well protector protected. on them, and they're always in my pocket. What I do buy Apple Care on though is my MacBook and my iPad because that is the polar opposite of that, right? Like yeah, and and and, and, and plus my phone is 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 waterproof. So if I spill something on my iPad, it's dead, but Apple Care covers that. If I spill something liquid on my MacBook, it's dead, but Apple Care covers that. So that's yeah. kind of like my justification for warranty. Um that's fair. But 
I would be afraid to lose the waterproofing. So I think that like in the event that like granted, you know, not knock on wood in my entire time of owning a smartphone, I've never cracked a phone screen. Right. I think if I did, I would just suck it up and have Apple do it. So I would re- retain, you know, factory spec, I guess is what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's true. Yeah, I know exactly. Like, um, I'm sure that you could do a self repair and still kind of retain that, but you'd have to really think about like the gasket and like the, the gasket placement is key. Like yeah. from, from, from my understanding, Understanding, like there is third third party gaskets. Like I I think I saw Jerry rig everything do one on on, on an Android phone, right. and like he was complaining about like how without like a a cobot or a machine to properly align it, he's not going to get it right. Yeah, so. I mean that's a valid criticism of like self repair for these phones. Uh, yeah. You don't want to compromise that water rating if you care yeah. about water resistance, and I really do. I you do know? too. Like I said, like that's that's that, that's kind of like a key decider of why I don't get Apple Care on my phone because yeah. my. Like I said, you know, I, I have a screen protector on it. I case it. I'm probably uh, gonna be okay on the phone. Yeah. But also, if I spill something on the phone, I I, I know I have that that yeah. IP68 resistance. Yeah. Whereas I it don't have that on the IP. It does makes a huge difference in confidence. Exactly. Like, that was kind of like my 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 mental thinking with the Z Fold Two. Right? Was like I feel like I I can't put this phone down on the bar. I can't leave it on the table when I'm out to dinner. I always have to keep it in my. That's pocket. why the iPad needs it, dude. I, iPad dude, I've been saying that it. for years dude yeah. i've been saying that for years like a waterproof ipad yeah. i mean like if if they can waterproof the z fold there's no reason why they can't waterproof the ipad at least yeah the ipad mini at least dude. Yeah. like come on give it to me if the ipad mini had waterproofing i would probably get it yeah it'd be that like, like uh, i want it, it yeah. now but like i would probably use it as my main tablet yeah yeah for sure waterproofing is pretty like once you have it you don't want to lose it so exactly right yeah. exactly right Anyway, dude, so that's been Apple Repair. Excited for it. I think yeah. that uh, it's going to be cool. We'll, we'll cover it more once more information information comes out. And once the store comes out, of course, we're going to cover it. But in the meantime, I think we ought to move on to Halo Infinite surprise multiplayer oh, God, launch, dude. dude. Two days yeah, ago, right? Dude. So it here? Yeah, the 15th, yeah, man. Wow, nutty, dude. Nutty, dude. Wow, it's been dude. time flies, dude. Well, we've been playing it almost nonstop. Yeah, so. so it's been good, but I know you want to talk about the criticisms. But before we do, <sighs> dude, before dude. we do, dude. Can I tell you something really quick but yeah, before we do talk ahead. about the criticisms? Uh, this is the first time ever that I've tweeted from my account. So you know <laughs> I'm passionate and serious about the issue. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's insane. So um, that's we'll get into that, dude. We'll get into that. what did you tweet, dude? What did, what did you tweet? Did you t- the three four three or did you talk I, to at Halo? Okay, is, is three four okay, three? Okay, okay. What did, what was the tweet? Let me pull it up. Let me pull right, it up. Pull it up. Dude. I actually got a notification that said, "Nice job, your tweet is popular and getting noticed." Oh my god! Which dude. whatever that means, and, and I can view my tweet activity, but it says at Halo, map design, TTK, and gunplay all feel fantastic. However, the prog- the progression system makes me not want to play. When you get stuck in a four v four and three of your teammates are challenge farming, the experience is ruined, and it doesn't matter how good the other elements of the game are. Please yeah. fix. No, and I think they will. So, first, I want to acknowledge the fact that. The, the the fact that they did this to begin with released it early. Uh, I want to. All right, go on. I was just gonna say I want to acknowledge that. Under, I just want to say like, like that was a a great play. I think to release it early, like they you know they, they've had it done for a while, dude. They've just been polishing the rock. You know what I'm saying for the past how long? So like, come I on, mean, dude, release it early. Get the hype. You know what I mean. Capitalize I some, on the hype. 
I have some reserves on that. I feel like we're missing a lot of those game modes. I feel like we don't have zombie. We don't have SWAT. <clears throat> yeah. Like SWAT so, is a core, core integral part of Halo to me. Like okay. I love SWAT. Okay. I, th I think SWAT's really good. We have, you know, not going right. to step on the elephant in the room yet, but that's a core function of the game. That's not right. done. Cl cl clearly not done. So but I do want to start off with positives first, if I okay. can. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I'm kind of what some people would call not a smart human. And I pre-ordered <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard. I pre-ordered Battlefield 2042. Okay. And I played the free beta for Halo. Which game do you think had the best actual technical experience of those three? Halo. Halo. By mm. far. Yeah. By far. Vanguard was almost unplayable yeah. day one. Uh, Battlefield is still riddled with technical issues where people are clipping through the fields, yep. where uh, you can't get into games. The, the the entire first day of the pre-launch for Battlefield, which is just for whales, right, dude? Like, it's yeah. just for people who bought the $100 version, which was myself. <sighs> yep. Uh, so, so only the whales were playing. Yeah. And the whales crashed the servers on day one. Wow. Um. So day one was almost totally unplayable on Battlefield 2042. And there's still bugs that I encounter daily. Like, like I'm a big Battlefield fan. I mean, like, I'm kind of like old guard when it comes to dice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just right off the top of my head or, or like off the hop, like, like I tend to say sometimes, yeah. um, uh, blaring issues that the game still has is sometimes, uh, enemies are just invulnerable uh which is a big problem uh, right yeah, uh that's a, a huge bit. problem but like that's rare so like i probably have about 40 hours in the game i'm ranked 20 um but the bigger problem for me uh is they got rid of classes and they went with this uh like a like call of duty hero system or like right. overwatch where you pick classes which is fine whatever okay but none of the custom loadouts save so no matter what you do for me at least and for a lot of people according to the subreddit is like so like let's say you play operator a and like you don't want to use an assault rifle like you want to use a marksman rifle okay. and you want to take uh supply loadouts and stuff well that never fucking saves right oh that's so like so like literally every time you play the game you 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 just you have default load out again and like no one wants to rebuild it every time so no my my point for for for, for, for bringing up battlefield is because i paid a hundred dollars to get into that beta yeah and basically. i say beta even though it's an early release of a final game right and halo infinite has been nothing but spectacular for me um, yeah. Halo Infinite has run amazingly on my PC. It has run amazingly on my Xbox. Right. Eric and I have played across multiple multiple platforms together with no issues finding a match, no issues connecting to servers right. or host migration or any problems that plague the Master Chief Collection. They don't exist, guys. They yeah. are. The game is technically solid. It is. And, it is. And I think you, you would kind of back that up. I will say, though, that if you have a computer... And you run on high. Uh, my thirty ninety <laughs> is pulling over five hundred watts. Uh, just for just for a little, you, you yeah. know, context. If someone says no, thirty ninety pulls five hundred watts. Uh, my thirty ninety is shunt modded, running Kingpin BIOS, marked for two three pins. That's so right. my third, so 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 my third eight pin is always pulling a, a 125 or 150 watts innately that doesn't get reported. That's nice. And I'm running around like 430 to 450 and NVIDIA Inspector. That's before you factor in the third unreported 8-pin. So nutty. I'm a little over 500 watts, and my and when I'm playing Halo, I have a 3900 XT and plugged into my UPS. I'm pulling close to 900 watts. So the game is a little power hungry, but it runs fantastic. Yeah, I'd uh, say like uh, for the most part, I agree with you. I had issues where I had to update my drivers before That's I updated. You, dude. It was bad. 
updated. It was good. Then I, I have had the game crash a couple times. I, but, I have not had a crash yet. You know, it might just be yeah. my computer, my specific flavor of what I got going on over here, sure, which is a lot sure. of non-standard stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm well, always like, doing some weird shit. You also, shit. like, stream and stuff when you're playing, too. So, so It's you know. true. It might be OBS doing yeah. some weird stuff, like hooks into the game and, like, doing stuff with the GPU and everything. I get it. Like, So I wouldn't say that uh, my experience is something that everyone's going to experience. But when the game is playing, like it's matchmaking is so good. Like it's day fluid. one, it's like fluid. how many multiplayer right. big launches go so smoothly day one? Like it seems like not many nowadays. Not many, bro. Not many. At Microsoft all, dude. pulled it off. Like yeah. we had uh, almost three hundred thousand players on Steam, and it was like a perfect experience. Even the first hour of the game coming out, I was able to download it and start playing immediately with no so, problems. So. And just to give you an idea, uh, I watched the Angry Joe review of Battlefield 2042, and he's pissed off about it. Okay. But, like, one of the things he mentioned in the review was that, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil Spencer and, like, Larry Erb probably played Battlefield on the Xbox, and they saw the state it was in, and they're like, oh, my God, we can release Infinite now. Yeah, Yeah, they were like, oh, my God, dude, we're going to get all those rebound gamers that are pissed off about, like, you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield, dude, let's hop on it. Geniuses, I got to say. And then then, uh, Angry Joe Vargas did go on to say that uh, he had like 38 hours on Battlefield 2042. Right. And his fun factor and experience in two games of Infinite was more memorable and more fun than all 40 hours in Battlefield. Yes, dude. Dude, the Halo sandbox does not disappoint, dude. Halo is so fun. It's just fun. And it's for the hardcore, it's competitive too. Like it yeah. has a high skill ceiling and it it's just like an arcadey game when it wants to be. Like I stupid, crazy the- stuff happens in the sandbox. It's great. I think Halo strikes that really good good balance of like easy to pick up but hard to master. It you does. know what I mean? It does. Like like I can put the sticks in the hands of like Kelly and yeah. like she's someone who's still like learning like how to move like the left stick and the right stick, you know. Yeah. In, independently of one another. Uh, but like I can toss her in Griff Ball and she loves Griff Ball. You know what nice, I mean? Dude. And like Griff Ball is like a good way for her to get used to like looking around. It is. And and using both sticks at once, but Griff Ball is simple enough, and it's the game mode in Halo that like still gives her that instant, that like instant gratification of, hey, I may suck, but I still got to kill and, and help yeah, my team out. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like, Halo strikes that really good balance of like, of like, I'm just you know like I'm I'm just having a good time. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or you can just get really really competitive with it and like learn the little nuances, like learn the maps, learn the weapon spawns, learn where overshield spawns, learn learn where active camo spawns. Exactly. You know like learn how many clips it takes you to get someone's shields down with X guns. Like there's a lot of meta in Halo that I don't think people give it enough credit for. No, it's uh, it's good. It's and, good. It's real good for a competitive scene, and they support yeah. the competitive scene. I'm like, sorry, man. The MLG is real I'm good. Sorry, I, 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 I'm just a big Halo fanboy. So sorry. No, I mean, so am I, right? And I, you yeah. know, we've kind of fanboyed enough. I think I, we want to get into the criticisms, which, yeah, uh, you know, just for the uh, for the sake of this, uh, for the sake of the viewers, the listeners out there, that if you're not familiar with it. 
the big criticism right now is the battle pass. So much like many of the games out there, Halo has introduced a battle pass, right? Like Halo Infinite's going to be a free-to-play game, and their monetization is going to revolve around selling you cosmetics and then selling you the battle passes when they come out. So... You know, the Battle Pass is supposed to be a way for free players to kind of progress as well as if you pay for the Battle Pass, uh, there's additional unlocks you get uh, as you progress through it. So uh, free players get some stuff, and then uh, if you pay for the Battle Pass, you get additional stuff. I mean, it's pretty bad, okay? First off, progression in the Battle Pass is very, very slow. Okay, for what they have you do, they they present you with daily challenges and weekly challenges. The daily ones is basically complete matches. Am I right? Yeah, uh, the daily one is basically just complete matches, and yeah. every level is basically a thousand XP. Yeah. So here's the problem with this guys already. Like, like just gonna toss it out there. Um, you really are only guaranteed a hundred match for completion. So you don't get a bonus for winning and you still get points for losing. Yeah. So that really decent, like, like, like these, what's what was, uh, de-incentivizes, de-incentivizes yeah. you from, from, from trying to win because you don't get anything extra for it. No. So the problem we're running into and the problem a lot of people are running into, like, if you're in a Halo, you've probably seen that the, the uh, articles and you're probably on the subreddit is like, you have people who will just challenge for him challenge um, farm so yeah basically they'll give you a challenge i remember i had challenge that was like kill like uh so many people with the bulldog which is a shotgun you know so i had to like find the shotgun then i had to like kind of like hide in a corner wait for somebody to come by so i could fucking plop shoot them right especially on a long range map yeah so like i because uh, they put me on that one uh uh big team battle map and, and i know where the bulldog is it's like right in the middle of the map but like nobody's there so like <laughs> or, or, or sorry it's like a terrible spot to be because like you have a million like really long sight lines i'm not gonna kill you with a shotgun when you got a like an assault rifle or a br so like right, i have right. to like somehow get the bulldog then i have to like go hide and like try and get some cheese kills just to complete it took me way too many matches to complete that like i i played like 10 matches and i i never even got the bulldog like barely right you basically if you want to complete your weeklies because they they basically say uh there's like a special weekly unlock challenge you have to complete all your weekly challenges to to be able to do so let me ask you a question on that because maybe yeah. you can teach me something when you have to complete all of your weekly challenges what happens if you swap them out are you just putting those off to a later date or are you i don't know but i i i'm hoping that it's just like completely replace those ones right so here's an interesting thought that i didn't think about but someone brought up on the on, on the subreddit saying i was like wow ain't that about a bitch like because they're they're weekly challenges right yeah you can only have three active at a time or four if you have the battle pass okay so Here's is that a, a thing? Here, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. If you buy the premium battle pass, you you can unlock a fourth weekly challenge at a time. Because here's where the problem comes in. Okay, so like he said that like he got a challenge to, and I it it, it me what it was, but it's basically like uh, hijack a vehicle three times. Yeah. Okay? Which is kind of hard to do. Like, That's like super one hijack hard. makes you feel pretty good. Right. Well, he said that, and over the course of his two days playing, he got two hijacks. And then he didn't have the weekly, but he just got the weekly. And then those two that he got for this week didn't count. Yeah. Because it wasn't active already in his battle pass. I hate that. 
Yeah. I hate that like you have these in reserve, these weekly challenges, and you don't get them until like yeah, you have to clear the ones that are already there and they pop in. Yeah. So it's, you it's, can only work on the good, active guys. ones, yeah. which is I think is a huge shame. So it's yeah, I agree. It, like I think the community as a whole, if you look at the Halo subreddit, if you look at Twitter, like people are are very critical about the battle pass, about the progression system, about I, missing game modes. I think people also want just like a passive progression system like every Halo had. Like yeah. people have given that feedback since the first flight. Right. Like literally that has been number one on the feedback list was, hey guys, we like the passive progression. I know it's fickle. I know it doesn't matter, but we like it. Please put it in. And they didn't. And and, and then they gave like this laissez-faire response about like how difficult it is to put that in and how we challenging and like, and like, well, it's bullshit on two reasons. One, because they got the fucking battle pass down pat. They got yeah. that part done. And two... They've had over six months of player feedback as that being the top requested feature, and they didn't get it done. And thirdly, the system they have in, in MCC collection is perfect. Yeah. They've already done it. Yeah, I know. It's like you didn't have to make anything, dude. Yeah. You already got it. Uh, yeah. You already got the formula down pack. You just got to freaking implement, dude. It's not that yeah. hard. Um, and, and realistically, I'm sure it's it's work, but like they, they've had time. I'm sure it's work. They wanted like, to release uh, this a year ago. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, they could have done it. They could have done it. So I, I, I don't really think that like, oh, it's too hard. We didn't have time. Bullshit. Dude. You've yeah. had an extra year to work on this game. You've had plenty of feedback. You could have done it. And, you know, and, and and really the state of the game right now is it's not where I want it to be. I think that everybody can agree to that. Like we're all so excited like, uh, to be playing Halo. But like, like it, none of the game modes are there other than you can play big team battle and like a Slayer type of or not Slayer but like a quick play. Yeah, and quick uh, play has like, like Oddball and Slayer in it, and like four v four capture the flag. Yeah, I, and like Zone Defender or something. I I, I kind of want to talk about that new mode a little bit if you're cool with that. Like, Which one? Like, like the fuel cell one. Yeah, the batteries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, What's your take on that mode? So I, I kind of like it because. It's a little bit like capture the flag in that you got to go out and like grab an objective and take it back to base, but it's a little bit less um, difficult than capture the flag can be, right? Like it, you always feel like you're either making or losing progress. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like some some sure. CTF matches can really drag. Like nothing's happening with the flags. Everybody's like camping. Everyone's turtling. But like that doesn't happen on the battery. Game Can mode. I give you a very unpopular opinion? Yeah, sure. I used to love Halo back in the day when CTF didn't have a time limit. Like I love those like hour, hour and a half long. Yeah. Just no, I agree. Games, like that dude. might be unpopular, but like I always love those games because like, I love those games. I've yeah. won some of those games. Yeah, dude. You know like, what I mean? Like it's like all right, man. We gotta really change up our strategy because the shit we're doing right now isn't working, and we're just in a Mexican standoff. Like exactly, we gotta you have figure to this change shit the out, strategy, dude. and that's what we, keeps we have happening. to try something different. And like, I feel like now that like, and, and like, Halo isn't the, the only one, you know, right? Uh, guilty of this, and like, I I probably think we're in the minority of people who enjoy that. Maybe, uh, maybe. I think that's part of, one of the reasons why I I enjoy the Battlefield series so much because Conquest is like a forty five minute commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're like, that's just fun, you know? Right. And I kind of like that mindset of we have to switch our strategy up and do some outside the box thinking because yeah. we're just hunkered down here right now and, and we're not getting anywhere. Right. Not, oh, well, you know, well, if if we just score last before time runs out, we're good. You yeah, know what I mean? No, like, no, no, I don't no, like no, that no. mentality. There's no strategy in that. Yeah. 
No, I agree, dude. Like, uh, it's kind of like, sad because I've had a lot of tie games. World War Two didn't have like a time limit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, that's the thing, right? Like, like I'm sure like Hitler wasn't like, oh man, dude, we only have 20 minutes to capture yeah. this point, dude. <laughs> There's a difference though between the way Infinite is and the old Halos, right? Now you have the battle pass. Now yeah, you have yeah. people that want to make progress on their dailies. You know what I mean? They don't want matches that take too long now. You don't yeah, get like, any extra stuff for a long match. But you could if they do it like MCC, right? Yeah. Like you could like like MCC what's what's nice about Master Chief Collection for those of you who don't know is it literally rewards good gameplay. You get yeah. a bonus for winning, you get so so let me start off with, at the beginning. You get base points for, for just showing up, for just playing the game. Yeah. You get bonuses for winning. You get bonuses for KD. You get bonuses for the for the medals you earn. You get bonuses for completing the challenges. You get bonuses for for completing, um, like like uh, milestones in your career. Right. You get all of these little perks that basically, no matter what you do, uh, you're always rewarded for being a team player and playing the game the to 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 to, to the best of your uh, ability yeah. to win the game. That's what that's what that's that's what you get rewarded for in Master Chief Collection. I get rewarded in Master Chief Collection for uh, killing killing enemy Spartan while throwing a fusion coil in PvP. Like right. what? What if I don't get a match that has a fusion coil on it? Yeah. I know. What if I? What if someone else is capping all is ca- is capping all the fusion coil? Right. Do I just join this match and not and and not get any XP for it? Like it's it just feels so bad. It's like, not it, what we want. Yeah. It's not what we want. I know that I want more from Infinite. Same. Hopefully, I know right now they're, they're, the early release is marked as a beta, right? They're saying this is beta. The actual launch is still, uh, what is it, December 8th or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So like, if that's the actual launch where they're actually going to release the game, maybe by then. That's, that's where I draw the line, right? December 8th, yeah. December 8th. If they can make some changes between now and December 8th, I'll be happy if they don't. If they if December eighth comes around and it's still where we're at today, I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck was the beta for then?" Right? Like, what did you do to improve during beta and release? You know what I mean? Well, I I don't know if you have this info readily available or top of your head, but I don't think they listened to the feedback from the flights because if they did, we would have a different progression system. Yeah, so I'm not sure what they did after the flights. They probably did bug fixing, right? They probably didn't make any kind of major changes, right? It's you were in the flight, right? Well, yeah. Or, or you played it. How did the core game feel? Does, does, does it feel drastically different? Did you notice any technical glitches they may or may not have fixed since then? Or was it pretty solid back then, too? I felt like there was like maybe a little bit more bugs, but like it was pretty solid. Like mm-hmm. I had fun playing the flights. And I was ready to just have more game modes, more maps. Like, I just wanted more. And, sure. and that's what we have now, but it doesn't feel that different, right? It, actually, the menus yeah. were super buggy in the flights. Like, okay. okay. Uh, and, and that's, that's all something. fixed now. That's something. That's yeah. something. But other than that, it's like the gameplay feels the same. Okay. For better or for worse. Like, it's solid still, right? Like, it was solid before, it's solid still. But, like, I really do wish they would have kind of made those bigger changes to matchmaking and to, you know, how you earn points. They I think they did one thing. I think before you didn't get points, like, uh, with your daily for matches completed. But now you do. get points for that now, right? I mean, let's barely. You know, it's funny because 343 says, like, we don't get 100 points. Yeah, that's not many. They they claim they want it to not be a grind. That's what their goal was. But yeah, 
<laughs> what, what, what was their barometer? Dude? I know. That's what I'm thinking too. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Cause it's definitely a grind. Like everyone thinks it's a grind right now. So like you clearly, you like it's that it can't, it's, you know what? That's complete bullshit because it's completely counter to what they want to do, which is sell you boosts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If it, oh, it's dude, like, talk about the boost price, dude. So I don't know how... Okay, so what is it? Like, the Battle Pass is like $10, I think, right? And then, like, if you pay for the boosted the one... Battle Pass is 20 bucks, isn't it? Well, if you buy the boosted one, it's like 25 bucks or something, I think. Something like that. But the okay. actual Battle Pass is like... It was like 10 or $15. And speaking of, they reduced I, I the price talk, yeah, for... Yeah, talk about the price reduction, They reduced bro. the price. So, like, it's crazy. They they had a... You know how, like, mobile games, you have to buy the coins and shit? Like, they have, like, the $100, and you get, like, this many points, and then, like, the the $50, and the $25, and the $10, and the... You know, they have all these different, like, tiers you can buy the points in. And, like, there was a $100 tier, and it went down, like, 10 bucks. Oh, so, like... So like people that bought the hundred dollar tier, like literally two days later, what the fuck? It went down ten dollars in price, and then everything else also scaled down in price also. So I think that was a bad move. Like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, what isn't that BS? You don't think it so? Is BS. So what I think actually happened. Are you a Game Pass subscriber or no? No, no, I'm not. Okay, but then I don't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah it's it's everybody right like it's i'm not a game pass it's like mine i'm just looking on like my xbox launcher now right and mine says yeah. the, the the new lower prices but it says save 10 percent with game pass okay no yeah so that might be cool but i'm not a game pass subscriber right so like, that, what's that's, the... that, that's why i was confused dude yeah i'm really confused like i thought about it but i just don't have a, a need for Game Pass, like it, it's obviously a good value, and I don't deny that. I just I would don't. never get rid of Game Pass. Um, it's, it's too good. Also, it's really interesting to me. Off topic, on topic. Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer kind of alluded in an interview that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be an Xbox exclusive. You know, is it uh, <laughs> Xbox and PC? Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, but, you know what? But, I would not blame them. They own Bethesda now. So, but uh, he did say in, in a way that it was. Uh, he 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 worded it very carefully because he's a smart man. Like I I, I think I talked about this in a, in a previous episode. Okay. But I'm a big Phil Spencer fan. Like I think he's a good guy. I think I like he really him. cares about. Uh, I I think he really cares about Xbox. you know Xbox as 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 a brand. Okay. But uh, what I wanted to say was um, uh, he did mention that Elder Scrolls Six will be av- av- available to play day one, wherever there is Game Pass available. Wherever that includes uh, PC, so that includes PC, console, and game potentially XCloud. That's kind of nuts. If they, yeah. if they put the next Elder Scrolls on Game Pass, that is nutty. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I mean, they probably are going to. I, I, I mean, Forza Horizon. I can't 5, believe how much they're putting into Game Pass. Like, dude, Forza Horizon what? Five. Like, I know racing isn't your jam, but that game is a masterpiece. That game is an absolute masterpiece. Literally, from from stem to stern, masterpiece. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Day one free on Game Pass. I had to pay anything to play that. You know what's nuts? I This is completely... I just want to contrast 
Game Pass versus Nintendo's bullshit they've been doing. Oh, dude, terrible. Did you see Nintendo's, like, online subscription thing where they give you, like, N64 games or something? Yeah, shit? yeah. Like, like, come on. You're really going to no. charge, like, how much a year yeah, for N64 crazy. games, crazy, dude? Bro. Yeah. And, like, look at what Game Pass is doing in contrast. They're freaking releasing AAA brand new games and yeah. adding it to Game Pass. And- and like bangers too, dude. Bangers. Like not like yeah, like not like oh my god, look like at this. like like yeah, Forza. You're gonna is Halo, Halo? Infinite, yeah, Halo, Halo Infinite, Infinite. Uh, dude. Like there, uh, these are first party I mean, bangers. Like, even even not first party studios are now on Game Pass. Yeah. Like uh, uh, that that game that just came out in, in September that I really wanted to play, uh, Scarlet Nexus. Okay, yeah, that's on that's free on Game Pass now. Wow, Game Pass it, is so good. It's crazy. Oh, I'm I'm pu- I'm pulling up my app really quick because there there was, there was like two other. How games. much I'm is like, it? Uh, Game Pass. Yeah, it depends on which on on on, on which side you get. What do I right, need? Right now, you can buy it for a dollar. So if you what? want, they're 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 having it's a, a monthly. Month. Or? Yeah, it's monthly. So if you need it on one platform, it's nine ninety nine. I believe for PC too. Okay, but if you get Game Pass Ultimate for fourteen ninety nine, you get Game Pass on Xbox, Game Pass on PC, uh, and Game Pass on XCloud. So it also includes your XCloud subscription, which, which is which is kind of a big fu to Nvidia and their pricing. Wow, uh, but, that's cool. But, but but what's more important about Game Pass Ultimate, bro? For fourteen ninety nine, you also get EA Play. So so you get access to EA's entire library as well. Wow. Yeah, so like you, you get games like Madden NFL included, NHL included, Battlefields included. Not not the latest because it's EA. Yeah. But like Battlefield Five is included, Battlefield One is included. That's it's, nuts. It's seriously crazy. Yeah, so so like, it, it, it's oh, Back for Blood. It was Back for Blood. Oh, Back yeah, for Blood is free on the Game Pass. That's cool. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, like all all of the gears is on there. MLB the Show. Like again, yeah. not a sports guy, but like. There are people who literally bought a PlayStation because that was for the longest time. That was the only place you could play a decent baseball game, yeah. right or wrong. And literally, when that uh, exclusivity contract ended and they got to go multi-platform, Microsoft put it on Game Pass day one. That's great. like here, That's you need to buy it. Fantastic. Yeah. It's it, it's it's bonkers to me how how good of a value that is. Yeah. Like I mean, I I know you're against like like subs and stuff, but typically, I, typically, I I think it's worth worth the weight in gold, dude. Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm kind of a deliberate gamer. When I buy games, I kind of like I know I'm going to be playing it. Uh, if I don't, I'll refund it right away, right? Um. So like, for me, I feel like um there's still value in me buying the games individually. Um, but there's, but like, I'm probably going to get game pass because of my son, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to have to oh, go yeah, out and dude. buy him games that I don't like. I know what games I like, right? I don't know what games my son likes. So it's good. If I get game oh, pass, dude, yeah, he can yeah, just yeah, play yeah, whatever dude, like, is on there. You know what I mean? I, like I, he I, can like, figure out what he likes. Yeah, man. Like give him your one X or whatever and yeah. just get a game pass ultimate <clears throat> sub, dude. You'll both get EA. Dude. With Game Pass Ultimate, you even get EA Play on the computer. That's really cool. That's really cool. Like, 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 how crazy is that? Think about that. So you get EA Play on the computer and console, and Xbox Game Pass on computer and console, and access to XCloud from any device. Can I ask a uh, dumb question? Sure. Is uh, the Sims on that? EA the Play? Sims is definitely on that for sure. Can I? Does it come with the expansions or no? Well, let me. I'm just asking because if you know thing or two about Sims, dude. 
Like if you have to, Kelly you, loves the Sims. I love the Sims too, and I, I you know, I play a uh, uh, a pirated copy. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Amanda's got the full thing. I was just like, I'm I not do want to mention this. Account. I do want to mention this really quickly. Yeah. But Bethesda's whole library is on there. That's Skyrim Special Edition, Fallout Four, Fallout Seventy Six, Elder Scrolls Online, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Doom, Fallout Three, Oblivion, all of the Wolfenstein's, Dishonored Two, Dishonored One. Like literally, the uh, the Doom Eternal that came out this week is free on Game Pass. Jesus like it blows Christ. my mind how good of a value that is, yeah, dude. That's nutty, dude. I gotta, I admit, I admit, it's pretty good. And I, I'm looking at getting it. I, everyone says like, "Yo, this value is there." I'm just yeah. like one of those Even, guys that's just I hate. I subs. have I have two friends. Okay, I have two friends, and one of my friends he actually shops around. What's up? <laughs> I said he has only two. <laughs> uh friends <yeah. laughs> i mean it, it, it do be that way sometimes right like i feel as you get older your friend group gets smaller i know like it's like there's definitely an inverse relationship to age and number of friends you it have. sucks doesn't it uh but my point for saying this is is i have one friend who literally will shop around his music subscriptions to get the best deal like he's that stingy with his money to the which, which is not faulting him but like That's he's on Amazon Prime Music now to save an extra two dollars, even though he likes Spotify better. Yeah, but it's two bucks to him. Two dollars. He dude. recently got Game Pass and said, "Yeah, I'm keeping this because the value is insane." And then I have another friend who 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 has a ton of money, like 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 just saves the everything. Ton. Yeah, yeah. Like just saves all of his money. Like 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 doesn't see value in like upgrading his computer or getting a new phone or value right. in you know even buying video games. So like he wow. he largely sticks to like free to play games like League of Legends and stuff like wow. that because he he just doesn't want to spend the money on games. He bought Game Pass and he's keeping it. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I mean that had that that speaks to its value, right? Like I mean I can't argue against it. I just, uh, I know that I don't typically do a lot of game hopping. Like, I'll play kind of like one game at a time, like maybe two. So, like, to me, it just didn't seem like a thing that I wanted. But, like, the fact that these bangers are coming out on Game Pass, like Halo Infinite and all these other things, like, it might be worth it, dude. Because, like, I typically do get the best games, right? Like, the AAA, like, hit games, right? And if they're coming to Game Pass, why don't I? So it, it's it's so I, I respect Microsoft for Game Pass. It's pretty beast. So, um, but yeah, Halo Infinite, dude. Just to circle back to our topic, Halo Infinite coming out early. It's, it's exciting. They need to fix it December eighth. Hopefully, they do. You get you get the Sims Four Base Edition. Okay, yeah. I, I, if it came with all the uh, DLCs, then it would be just busted. Uh, it would be because uh, that that's it's hundreds. It's like eight hundred dollars. It's the Sims Four Digital Deluxe, whatever that is. It's probably like a couple of the expansions, okay. like, and that's it. So, yeah, cool. But like, what I really wanted, I, if they would have offered all of them, I would have been like, okay, I'm done. I'm sold. But. Uh, I mean, you should be done anyway. Yeah, yeah, I I know, but Bro, I'm saying like the, I'm the gonna look into it. The savings you could have made on uh, just buying your coins from 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 being a Game Pass holder, like so, just like the ten percent discount you get on all Xbox and EA games is pretty cool too, right? Oh, you get like, a that almost pays too? for itself. Yeah, dude, you get a ten percent discount on what? on anything on the Xbox store. That's, that's kind of like first party. Yeah, you know that, what's that, weird? That's though? first it's party. Like, at so some it's first point, party. like. What games would you buy if they're on Game Pass? You know what I well, mean? Well, like, <laughs> so like that's like, the thing. Okay, so like 
here's here's what I did recently. Okay. Like so like business kind of busted, right? Like I kind of wanted to play through Skyrim again. And like we've gone down the whole mod discussion, right? And like right. I'm not like super big on modding just because like it breaks the game. Yeah. And I don't want to spend more time, you know, fiddling around with mods than I am with playing the game. Right. Well, I was really interested in the Skyrim anniversary edition. Uh if you primarily play on Xbox, and now you'll get some on PC, but this won't necessarily be as lucrative on PC as as as, as, as it is on Xbox. Right. But basically, just for playing games, like playing a game, get, getting a few achievements, you know, doing certain challenges, uh, like viewing a store page, uh, or you know, just doing certain things in video games, you get Microsoft points. Yeah. And then, if you're kind of like a v- average gamer, I'll say, like let's say you game like uh, between. Eight to twelve hours a week, maybe a little bit longer here, here or there. You can get like a ten dollar Xbox gift card every month. Yeah. Okay. Just, just for getting achievements in games, just just for being a gamer. That's funny. So, so the Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Well, as you know, Microsoft owns Bethesda, so the Skyrim Special Edition is included in Game Pass. Wow. So I took the Xbox points I got from last month and bought a ten dollar gift card. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the Skyrim anniversary upgrade was already on sale because I'm a Game Pass holder, so I got a discount on that. Yeah. So I used my get my 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 points to buy a ten dollar Xbox gift card, and then I bought the anniversary edition upgrade uh, with with the Game Pass discount, and I got nice. Skyrim anniversary for seven dollars. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So. Very cool. Very cool, dude. Uh, you know. Wow. X, you know, I got to give it to Microsoft and uh, the Xbox team. They've been putting out like value. Yeah, it's pretty good. They they've been that's fantastic. It's really great compared to like. It's funny because like I think Sony came out with like PlayStation Plus first. They they came out with PlayStation Plus where they gave away two free games. Yeah, but and then you had to be a subscriber at the time when they you had to be a them. subscriber, and they were games that were like like I I I kind of akin it to like the Disney Vault. You know what I mean? Like games that's like yeah. oh we're we're bringing out Resistance One. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I know. Uh, and Xbox does have that too. To be fair, uh, they have games with gold, which is largely shadowed now by Game Pass. Games with gold is basically just free games every right. month that you can download to your account and you can own them regardless of your subscription status. Okay. Uh, so so now, it's like the same thing then. Well, it is, no, but, it's not because PlayStation Plus you had to be a subscriber. Right, right, right. But again, these are games that are like, yeah, you're not going to have a big desire to play them, but it's still cool nonetheless. Yeah, you know. Uh, Can I ask you another question about sure, it? Sure. Uh, so it's sure. been a while since I've really been an Xbox sure. gamer because I'm a PC oh, gamer. Oh wait. Can, can um, I add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Before we do that, that store where I, I buy the Microsoft gift cards, you can also get Amazon gift cards on there as well. Yeah. So, like, you can earn achievements and get an Amazon gift card for them. Nice. <laughs> that's cool as shit. That is cool. That is cool. So, like, okay, if I, I'm a Game Pass subscriber, that's is that a separate sub than, like, Xbox Live is? Or no, is? no, no. Game Pass Ultimate is just both now. So, like, oh. I just pay fourteen ninety nine. And I have oh my God. Game Pass everywhere. I have Xbox Live, and I have EA Play everywhere, and I have XCloud. For I thought that was going to be the gotcha. Like, oh, no, that's dude. on top. No, of Xbox man, Live, I'm telling dude. you, like, the value here yeah. is crazy. Do you still got to pay for Xbox Live if you don't? Yeah, it's four ninety nine. Okay, but it's it's basically all right. That's the gotcha, right? So it's four ninety nine for Xbox Live. But if you're already paying four ninety nine, why don't you just get the Game Pass? Like for regular at least, yeah. Yeah, and then like, or and, you and then have ultimate. access to all this. And yeah. then if you're doing that, and you play on PC, or you want to play anywhere, or you want EA Play games, you might as well just spend fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, 
okay. which I can argue with them. The value is there, you know? Yeah. I guess it's just uh, depending on like how much of a gamer yeah. are you? Because that $15, if for like an actual somebody that games, like that's their main hobby, like it is mine probably. Like it's probably the the way to go, you know? It's a super yeah. value. Well, like I, like I, I was kind of figuring it out too, right? Like if you buy, let's say you buy three games a year, right? Yeah. You're you're looking at two hundred and ten dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you take that, uh, that's like already three, more than Game Pass for a year. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, like, if as long as they come out with like three bangers on Game Pass a year that you're gonna play, they are the that's the better value, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, and plus, like, it's. That's it's kind of like it's kind of like what you said the other day, right? Like, uh, or and by the other day, I mean like earlier in this call. Like, you, you don't know what games you, your son is going to like. No, know? it's true. So that's what's great about like uh, so uh, the, the you know for my son specifically, he could just yeah. play like a huge library of games right away. So I want to touch on that briefly, you know. So like as you know, I have my friends over every Saturday. Yeah, and like I'll be damned if I buy a Madden, you know. But like, yeah. We were talking about football, you know, we, we, we were drinking, and then, yeah. of, of course, like, the dicks came out of that, like, oh, we should play Madden, like, in the olden days. Oh, I yeah. didn't have to buy it. I just went and downloaded it, and we, and we played, like, two Madden. That's two, great, two, two, dude, because I know I wouldn't be caught dead, like, yeah. buying it, because yeah. I don't want to support, a, like, a reboot yeah. game that hasn't been, like, had any innovation in so many years, and it's really scummy. But, like, I wouldn't mind playing it, you know right. what I mean? That's like, what I, just, I mean, dude. Like, yeah, like, just... Things like that, it it comes in handy so many yeah. times. Or 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 like, like I said, like Kelly's kind of getting into gaming. You know, like there, there were so many games on there that I was able to download right. and have her play and not invest in them in case she didn't like them. That's really cool. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Like it used to be way back in the day. I don't do this anymore, and I'm sure some people still do. Is like the GameStop thing where they buy the used games, they go to GameStop and return and like or sell their games to GameStop for like barely any money. Like, I don't do that anymore, guys. I'm like an all digital gamer now. Yeah, so am I. I have been for like many years. The last physical game I bought was Breath of the Wild for the Switch, uh, and it stayed in my Switch. What's up? I think that's the last physical I bought too. Yeah, maybe. No, no. Um, I think that's the last physical game I bought, and it's been in my Switch since I got it. You know no, what I mean? The last physical game I bought was the Kingdom Hearts HD Collection on PS4. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it was like fourteen dollars on Amazon Black Friday. Yeah. Okay. But like, it's a rare occasion that we go out rare. of our like, way to get. Like, there has to be like, I bought physical because of this reason. Yeah. Exactly. It has to be a, a good reason because, like, I'm on. I love being able to just download it down, you know, real quick. Mm-hmm. Like the game just came out. I'm gonna download it on launch and play it. I don't have to yeah, worry about I'm the like same way. getting like, it in the mail. And like, you I'm know. also lazy, so like I don't want to have to get up, bend over, and put a disc in, dude. dude. Like, well, what, what year is it? Dude? I know. And then I, having to was... store all my games on, like in their boxes and shit, like everywhere. Like I will say though that having a nice physical collection looks cool. So, yeah, like, I do miss that. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like for me, I like people that have like a retro collection, you know, I'm like, I respect that because like they didn't have digitals back then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I, I don't really I care nowadays. Yeah. Um, I, I still have friends that are exclusively physical and uh, it's because of the trade in market thing. Like they still like being uh, able to do uh, it. So they like buying oh. used games. 
Uh, Let me ask you a question then, too, because this recently came up uh, in this argument for like digital versus not digital, right? Right. Uh, With the Grand Theft Auto collection. Dude, I'm glad you're mentioning that because I did want to mention it. So there are a lot of people who are saying now that, uh, and and I'm not like a super big Grand Theft Auto fan, right? So like I, I, this wasn't really on my radar, but like I still follow the the, the, the like, news. There's a the, lot the, of news. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto uh, trilogy. But, but Rockstar lost the licenses to like a lot really of music. all of the music in the game. Yeah, and like people are pretty upset about that. They didn't renew the licenses, so they. And, but and, like, if you're the physical copy of that game, you right? Still you still know, have. Yeah, exactly. That's the funny part, isn't it? You know, one thing they did, even with uh, Grand Theft Auto V, was take music out of the game. Yeah. Like, say you bought it on Steam, and you're playing it. They took music out because they didn't want to renew the licensing for those songs. Wow. So, literally, like, you don't have access to some of the music that was in the game at launch. Mm-hmm. They patched it out. It, that's wow. That's stupid. But yeah. that's just what that that's what they did with yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't know if they did that for the console releases. Like if you update, you know how like you can update your console uh, releases. Also, you might have the game physically, but you download an update. Do you right, think they patched right. it out of the consoles? Probably, probably. I I think that games these days, uh, and I could be wrong, uh, like like wrong on this, but yeah. I know I know a lot of games uh, for a while that were doing that thing where like. The disc just had to be in place, and then it downloaded the full game from the internet anyway. Oh, I know. that. I hate that, though, because it's like, what's the point? Yeah. It's like, what's the point of digital then? Especially because, you know, for game preservation reasons, a lot of people buy physical. But, like... Yeah, like, uh... If they, if they shut down the servers eventually, those games that are physical aren't physical. So you can't get the game at some point. At some point, the I, servers were shut down. I think a good example of that is Cyberpunk, right? Like, there are a lot of people who bought the physical version of Cyberpunk because yeah. they want to just... They they want to have the want, physical game. They want to preserve how it was. Oh, because, yeah. like, No, no, like, just because there was a lot of graphical downgrades. It's true. You, you know what I mean? Like, how, like, there was, like, how, like, they cut back on, like, the, the fidelity and, like, the density of the city and stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, there are a lot of people who wanted to preserve 1.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hilarious. Did they do that at, out of an attempt to kind of stabilize the game, or yeah, uh, for like for like for like just because it ran frame like rate crap. issues? Yeah, yeah, nutty. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that was like day one patch. They like got it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. For me, like the the GTA Five trilogy or GTA trilogy with the uh, three Vice City for, and, and uh, San, San Andreas. Andreas. Yeah. I was excited for it. I went to look at it on PC. I, really? I saw, Are you, you a big Grand Theft Auto fan? Yeah, I like Grand Theft Auto. You know, I when I was a kid, I played three Vice City and San Andreas. I like Grand Theft Auto, but like, and, I'm, I'm uh, not a super big fan. I mean, like, yeah. Admittedly, I've never played three. I was at the midnight release for San Andreas because I think I worked at GameStop at the time. Yeah, nice. Uh, and like, I bought it just because like it seemed hype as hell. But it just wasn't really my type of game. Uh, uh, I love sandbox games, so like, so, it, so, I loved it. So. Uh, the first one that I played was four. Okay, and I don't think I played it to completion. I th- I, I think I maybe played it to like sixty percent, and then I was like, yeah, all right, th- I, I see the appeal. Same. To this. I didn't finish but, four either. But five was the first one that I played to completion and loved. Yeah, like I loved five. five I thought was five was great. Um, five was a now story. Five great characters. kind of made me want to go back and try the other ones. Yeah, but it's low on my prior list, right? Like it's not like it's like yeah. So like uh, I'll say this: like you don't want to do it 
You don't want to do it with the trilogy. Not Dude, now. Uh, not probably in another. Can two we talk years. about the nut photo? Cause, cause, because uh, oh, that, the nut photo, dude. Dude, dude, the nut photo. The the nut photo actually had me almost on the floor dude, dying. I got dude. it, dude. I'm gonna pull it up, dude. Dude, pull up the nut photo, uh, dude. I'm gonna see if I can find. <laughs> give me a minute, dude. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, the donut shot. Yeah, right? donut shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. The nut photo. Yeah, dude. it's it's been getting the rounds. It's been getting the rounds. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I watched Game Ranks' video last night on it. I don't know if you saw it either, but I think it's Vice City, or maybe it's San Andreas, one of the two. Uh, there's just a map marker that exists in, like, Berry Field or something. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is. Did you see that? No. So, yeah, so, like, there's just this, like, map marker that's totally out of place. It has nothing to do with the game or nothing to do with the city. Nothing like that. Right. Uh, and then someone found out that it's literally 0-0 uh, zero zero coordinates on the map oh. for X and Y. And they just left it in the game, dude. No way. Yeah. That's yeah, hilarious. Like, like, they must have just been, like, marking the centerpiece internally, like, where the center of the map is. Yeah. And it made it into the final release. That's hilarious, dude. The, the, oh, my God. So I have the photo here that we were talking about here. The nut, the Tough dude. nut donuts, dude. Yeah, it was on Reddit. They were like, some things don't need tessellation or smoothed out or more resolution. And I, I thought this was hilarious because it really just shows you the state of the game in a nutshell because uh, they smoothed out the nut. <laughs> I thought it was so funny, dude. Oh, they smoothed man. out the they nut. They smoothed out the nut, dude. So it's pretty funny because there's a lot of grammatical errors also where they must have ran uh, the posters in the game through an algorithm, an upscaler, and yeah. it spat out misspellings because there was a lot of – it was really low res. So, oh, I didn't like, see that, dude. There were things that, that were like M's that got mistranslated to H's and stuff like that uh, and, and various other spelling mistakes. They did not – like. Where's the QA for this game? Nowhere. Did, Did you, you see, see the rain? Uh, oh, the rain is terrible. The rain's dude. Like, the, the rain worst. is awful. Like, there's no way anyone played the game and said, "Yep, yeah, that's how, this is how rain is supposed to be." No, like, no one said it that. It was uh, absolutely. Bad. The other thing I saw that was pretty funny, uh, and like, I don't know if you have a good example of it, mm. but like, key character models were just worse, okay. right? Like, uh. Uh, yeah, like uh, a lot of the characters were very bad, like cartoonishly bad. Like, the, like it's weird because the PS2 obviously looked worse, like from a graphical like technology standpoint, but the art direction was solid, right? It was believable. And like the art direction in these new ones, it might be a technically superior game now, higher resolution, higher res textures, and, and maybe some uh, uh, modern GPU technology, right? Like graphics technologies. Uh, ambient occlusion, things like that. But like the game, the art direction is just so poor to me. Yeah. I did see though, and like this is coming from a Grand Theft Auto noob, so like I can't call it the character by name or anything. Yeah. But like you apparently do missions with like the same character throughout the course of the game. Yeah. And for, and, and, and like this guy would like in this one instance I saw like impersonate a cop. So he probably a police uniform. Yeah. But that version of him in the cop uniform, they didn't do anything with. So he literally just looks like the old version uh, in this what? game, in this like super smooth game. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll see if I can find it. That's really so quick. funny, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up some images just to kind of show off. Cause, uh, this is like, very very funny stuff guys like it's, uh, oh dude it's hilarious it's been uh, it. it's been hot it's been hot so 
There's a, the, I'm trying to find the rain in particular because uh, if I could find something with the rain, uh, I, 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 I I have the rain in the in the video I'm going through now. Yeah, it's I'll pull that up. Yeah, if you want to send me a link, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I got it. But uh, um, it's just it's just really really poorly done. So I'll go ahead and um. Oh, here it is. It's uh, uh, seven seven fifty two in this video. Which is when this guy uh, gets in like this police uniform, they just didn't update his model at all. So he yeah. still has the old model. So check this out. Oh, wow. That's crazy. It looks better than the new guy. The old model? <laughs> yeah, right? Right? So like, It's pretty funny. Uh, no, that's nuts. Yeah. He looks really wide at the top. Yeah, wide boy, dude. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, how do you say this? Game ranks? Game ranks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of glitches and stuff to the game. The rain is just terrible. Um, the arms are really goofy on bikes, I noticed. Um, yeah, the rain... Look at this. They have, like, a weird thing where the rain, like, isn't shown in front of the uh, bodies of water. But you can see it. Like, here's the rain on the, the person, so right? Like, anywhere there's water or ocean, it just clips, like it's 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 really weird how it just clips off the rain and it's very pronounced. You see how bright the it's, rain is? Yeah, it's crazy. And it, the like, first part of that video is funny too. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, but they also mentioned that certain areas of the map, yeah, had, they 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 don't have uh, like edge detection or collision. So you could 100% of the time just immediately go to these parts on the map and yeah. just fall through the world. Oh, 100% no. 100% of the time, repeatable. There's no glitches. There's there's no like, oh, if you stand here and jump in a corner, you fall through. No, it's literally you just walk there and you fall through because yeah. there's no edge detection or collision or, or any right. sort of indicator to say that there's world there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have much more to say about it other than it's basically an inexcusable train wreck of a, yeah. of a remaster. Yes. And it's a huge disappointment as a fan of the games uh, that you know I played when I was younger. I wanted to kind of get the the new hotness. I really did, but it just it's so bad that it's it's basically a meme at this point. Uh, meme the game. I, I enjoy looking at all this content people are making, all the memes more than I'm gonna like the game. So oh, probably yeah. You know it's it's probably. pretty funny here. I hope Rockstar gets some shit for this because inexcusable to release this in its current state inexcusable but anyway dude i want to move on to a topic because uh we've been uh dwelling on topics for too long we got to make this podcast go we're good at that yeah we're we are so i want to talk about youtube removing dislikes it's a thing i but it's not don't in like. yet right it's, it's not in yet no 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 i think they're trickling it out so so they're not so would you say you dislike it dude because it sounds like that's not allowed anymore. you wouldn't know so yeah. yeah the thing about it is they're not technically removing the dislike button but they're removing your ability to see how many dislikes are in a video and if you're not an idiot you know it's because of all the people that hop on these videos that like say these corporations put out a video say they put out a trailer for a game like say like uh what's a uh, here's a great example um diablo immortal or whatever it was called right sure like it, the trailer for that probably had a ton of dislikes ton of dislikes so the ratio must have been crazy in the dislike favor because like people just like were upset 
about the situation. Like, right, you, right. you guys don't have phone situation, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like people kind of dog. I, I think the video. that's a great example. I think yeah. that's a great example because, like, you have people who you know where Diablo Immortal could be a perfectly fine product, right? But but they're just salty that it's not the product they wanted, yeah. so they're gonna hate on it. And they're salty about Blizzard's like kind of reaction yeah. to the criticism. So they everybody kind of just dog piles on the video, yep. uh, dislikes it, and then like all of a sudden. You know, it makes them look bad, and like, really the company's example, feelings get hurt. And then they go to YouTube and say, "Hey, can you guys do something about this?" You know, or they just disable comments for the videos. Like, yeah, you know, they, they you already have these companies do that. Like on their videos, yeah. they put out they they disable the comments. I section. think Apple does that, don't they? Yeah, probably. Apple, right, yeah. because there's a lot of people online that are haters and go on there and we oh, are fucking yeah. Apple doing their Apple thing again. And then all of a sudden, like uh, that that's the comment section. Wow. You know, and that's bad for perception. You know, same right. with the dislikes. You know what I mean? So it's bad for perception. So I think it should be opt in, right? Like, like kind of like the dislike, uh, the like to dislike ratio should be opt in, kind of like the comments are opt in. Like you can disable yeah. comments. Uh, these corporations, if they want to disable dislikes, then so be it. But I, I don't, I still think it's a bad move. I think it's kind of like, a, I don't, it's not quite a freedom of speech thing. They, they can do whatever they want with their platform. Right. But I think it's just like, Everyone's coming out saying it's bullshit. Marquez made a video. Uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, Linus from Linus Tech Tips, he put out stuff in his podcast talking about it. And everybody's agreeing that it's dumb. This is What's a bad idea. What's their take idea. on it? What's uh, their take on it? it it's basically, uh, if I recall correctly, don't take my word for it. Uh, it was pretty much what everyone else is saying. It's a bad mm-hmm. idea. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. I just remember they kind of agreed with us that, uh, agreed with me that, that it was a bad idea. And I, you know, I think that even though there is the risk of companies, you know, getting the down vote kind of, uh, ocean hitting them, um, I think that criticism typically online is pretty valid, right? Like sometimes you get communities that will downvote things into oblivion. I know Steam, right? Steam has that where on I feel like Steam, there's a lot of herd mentality. Online, herd mentality. Like no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happens like on Steam. I think they do things on Steam to kind of mitigate that, right? Like, I think so. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what they do. YouTube hasn't really had a mitigation for, uh, for downvote, you know, kind of uh, herd mentality. Am I am I right? I don't think they have any kind of mitigation. Like the nice thing do. about Steam is like, say a game like uh, what's what's the game that uh, came out everyone hated and then they fixed it. Um, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Thank you. You knew exactly what I was talking about. I did. <laughs> you knew that game is great now, and you can yeah. see they have two different. They have like uh, overall reviews, and then it'll say like mixed or something or or positive, and then you have recent reviews, which is like overwhelmingly positive or something, right? Like, yeah. So you have this like um, kind of time gated filter where it's like, okay, recent reviews say it's pretty good. So it, by kind of having that, you you mitigate the the you know, the herd mentality kind of knee jerk reaction stuff. YouTube can't really do that. So they're just like, we're going to remove the dislike. Like creators can still see the like to dislike ratio. You can still dislike your videos, but it won't be public knowledge anymore. And I don't like the idea. I think that it's probably, you know, the argument YouTube is making is look, look at other platforms. They don't even have dislike buttons. You know, you don't have a dislike yeah. button on like uh, Facebook or like Instagram. You know what I mean? Uh, and 
I think that YouTube's better because it has a dislike button. I think Reddit is better because it has a dislike button. Um, I, that's my opinion. Now I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that the like dislike, uh, ratio is always correct. Right. You know what I mean? Like if that's what people are getting from the like, like to dislike ratio, then they're wrong. Right. Like I think that everyone should go out of their way to come up with their own conclusions about things. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the like to dislike ratio should never influence how you feel about something because it might be wrong, especially because the internet's been wrong before we we've seen it, you know, plenty of times right. the internet's been wrong. So I think that it would be in YouTube's best interest to kind of reevaluate this, but uh, they'll probably implement it anyway. And then we'll all forget about it, it was even a thing. Right. Um, even regardless of all the creators coming out and saying like, this is a bad idea, you know, but we'll see what they do. Maybe the, YouTube's listened to feedback sometimes before. We'll see. Cause you know, when you, when you have creators like Marquez putting out videos uh, on his main channel, talking about it, saying it's a bad idea. Uh, I think that if the big creators come out and, and against it, then they'll listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no. but what do, no. How do you feel we'll about see. it though, dude? We'll see. Um, do you, are you indifferent? Like pros and I'm not cons? indifferent. Like, I'm not indifferent. I don't think here's my take on it. I think it should be governed. I think that you should have to watch a video to like or dislike the video. That's I don't a think great you should opinion. be able to go on YouTube and immediately just immediately thumbs down the video without you even seeing what the content is. Okay. Uh, That's fair. I, I think that the that that you obviously need to give people a voice because I think that everyone needs to have a voice. Uh but I can also see people taking advantage of of, of the of the situation and I think that Thumbs up or thumbs down should be uh, only allowed for people who have watched a certain percentage of, of, of a video. Yeah. And YouTube already tracks that for, for an, an analytics and payout, right? So that is something I, I, I think I would be okay with. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a fair, uh, a fair take on it is why are you liking or disliking a video when you just popped in? You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yep. I know I've do th- I've done that for a couple of creators. Like I'll like videos like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, typically I won't even on the internet. Like here's one thing I noticed I'm on Reddit, right? So like you can upvote and downvote. I, it's kind of my policy not to downvote things that I disagree with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like because I, I'm, I, I rarely use the downvote button. Yeah. Like I'll use a downvote button. It usually if someone is a is, jerk is attacking another person yeah. in the comment section. Like, like the argument has devolved from I'm having a different opinion as you to yeah. I'm now attacking you as a person. Yeah. That's when I use the downvote button. I agree. And that's, that's, that's my policy on it. If I disagree with you, I won't downvote because I'll leave it up to other people to, to, to act, you know, in, in yeah. the way they want to act. But if you're, if you're, being uh not very respectful to other people then i'm gonna downvote you get you know get out of here i don't think that that's uh that's unfair so but yeah i don't know we'll see what they do um let's move on to the next topic the last topic because i really want to end it on a high note dude nikon z9 so you're very excited to talk about cameras and i'm gonna be honest i haven't really covered it you know it's funny because whenever i ask you about nikon you said nikon is dead and now they, they come out dead. with like some actual bangers. So like, what's the yeah. Z nine to you, and how do you think it compares to uh, Canon and Sony? Sure. So it's mirrorless, it just, right? It's mirrorless. Actually, dude, it doesn't even have a shutter. Oh yeah, so bravery, it's shutter, dude. Yeah. Bravery, bravery, dude. Yeah, yeah. Super. So brave. which which kind of means a lot, right? Because like those of you who 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 may not know cameras that well, like cameras all are. are 
you know, quick and dirty cameras about gathering light, right? And like even your A1, which you're going to shoot electronic shutter 99% of the time, yeah. there may be that 1% of the time where you either have a lighting issue or something happens that you need to shoot mechanical. Yeah. Nikon is saying we trust our camera well enough that, that you will never be in that scenario. Yeah. That's, no, it's kind pretty of good. A, that's kind of bravery. So the so, idea with the shutter being mirrorless, correct me if I'm wrong, is it, it basically it scans the image from the sensor top to bottom, and, mm-hmm. and it does it so quickly that it they they just said, we don't need a mechanical shutter, because typically correct. the mechanical correct. shutter would, uh, I guess it kind of would sweep the, uh, the sensor with light in a way where... You know, it the, kind of the, so. Like, so, tell me what uh, the advantage of a mechanical versus a- sure. So, a full mechanical shutter. Uh, the main advantage of that is it's literally a mechanical first cur- cur- curtain shutter and yeah. then a mechanical second curtain shutter, which happens after the exposure. Right. And the benefits of that are originally it was uh, dynamic range. Okay. Okay. So when you when you read from a sensor. Uh, fully electronically, you took a hit in dynamic range. We saw that with the first Sony A9, mm. uh, which was two stops behind other cameras just because of the electronic shutter was just not capable of what a mechanic shutter could do. Right Now, as someone who's not a sensor engineer, I don't know if that's because they had to build that shutter into the sensor or if it was you know, when the sensor readout came down came uh red from top to bottom uh it lost some contrast on 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 its actual you know spectrum of light that it saw yeah i don't i I don't know the reasoning behind that but anyway the point we're at now is electronic shutters have gotten to a point for whatever reason it is that they are within like maybe 0.5 stops of a mechanical shutter okay uh so so it's so it's at the point where they're so good right right Right, and they can however, be a lot. You can shoot a lot faster if you're not doing however, mechanical too. Um, your rolling shutter operates at a frequency, you know, okay, like your yeah. shutter speed. So if you're in a room with some really interesting, funky lighting, mm-hmm. there could be a possibility that the shutter speed you're shooting at will cause banding. Specifically okay? with uh, lighting, it's if, a, specifically with fluorescent artificial lighting. Yeah, so um, uh, LEDs included. If you have a PWM dimmer on a lot of lights, I know that's why I don't run dimmers on my uh, display cabinet lights is because the dimmers that I have are all PWM dim- dimmers. That's flickering mm-hmm. the light on and off at a certain frequency. And cameras pick that up notoriously. So that's why I don't even bother with a dimmer, right? It's just 100%. There's no flicker. So cameras can handle that so i appreciate that but even like randy is uh his background is uh susceptible to uh flicker right like i noticed that uh, editing the podcast you can't really see it here uh but like editing the podcast if i'm scrubbing through i can see those bands happen yeah so so to kind of fill to kind of close the gap a little bit um the other advantage is rolling shutter so if you're panning or doing fast action you know there is a possibility that the sensor may read differently uh, from the top of the frame to the bottom of the frame. So if the action is different from the top of the readout to the bottom of the readout, yeah. you're going to get a goofy image. A good example of this that Sony likes to showcase all the time is a golf club swing, right? And that's something I'm kind of, I'm kind of familiar with. So like Lately, yeah, yeah, club yeah. head speed of a pro on their driver is probably north of 115 miles an hour. So, and like, think of the angle of a golf club coming down. So if your electronic sensor readout is too slow, that club will be bent because it will be in a different location at the top of the readout than it is at the bottom of the readout. So 
Nikon is essentially saying that we have technology in our sensor that you will never have to worry about flicker and you will and it is fast enough that yeah. rolling shutter will never be an issue. Yeah, so Those I, are bold I respect claims. it. So Those how fast is so obviously this is obviously a really fast sensor, but does mm -hmm. that translate to actually uh images per second or whatever what's the metric for that it like does how fast you can it, shoot it doesn't it doesn't so like there's a lot that tra that, that that translates into fps uh one of them is sensor readout speed one of them is the stack sensor technology you okay, know like yeah. uh the reason we see cameras you know now being able to have all these really fast e-shutter things is because they literally build ram on the back of the sensor yeah you know and like that's kind of where your buffer is and like the 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 idea behind that is like even the electronic traces if it was somewhere on the main board would would cause too much latency okay like, like like these are really cutting edge pieces of 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 a of, of, of equipment. sensory you know, like all modern equipment. cameras are yeah yeah um so to answer your question uh the Z9 is 45.7 megapixels um so roughly the R5 uh and it does 20 fps 20 interesting you think it'd even be faster uh well but again it, it comes it, down to it, it it comes down to a lot more than just sensor readout speed okay uh but I will say... Do you think it, they'll put it, that same sensor in a more expensive camera that's faster? The Z9? Yeah. The the Z9 is their flagship. So, yeah, interesting then. So, but the Z9 has a mode years, that I'm really, I'm really excited to talk about because everyone thought it was a gimmick. Yeah. But it's actually good. Okay. It can do, it can do 120 FPS burst. Wait, what? In photos. What do you mean? It can shoot 120 frames per second in photos. How? I thought you just said it was like 20. There's a catch. There's a catch. Okay. It's 11 megapixel JPEG only. Oh my God. Okay. But, but they're good. Like, Wait, like really? it's not J like, really? like it's not like it's a screen grab from video. Is it cropped or, like or no? Blurry pictures. Well, it has to be cropped, right? Like, like, like it's, I don't necessarily know if it takes on like a DX crop where okay. like your 24 to 70 would become like a, yeah. a 60 to 130. I don't know yeah. about that. I, I don't think it does that. I just think it bends pixels down to 11 megapixels. Okay. So, 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 so you get the same so focal range. So it wouldn't range. be cropped. Like right. it wouldn't be cropped. It's just uh bend. But those pictures are good. Really? Yeah. So like I mean, they're so... totally used. Like, like when, 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 like I first read that spec and like when Jared Poland first read that spec, yeah. everyone was like, Oh, it, it's, it's, it's just a gimmick to, 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 to like market, to like check, to like make a checkbox that we technically have the fastest camera. Right. Um, but those 11 megapixel files, like from what I've seen from a pre-production unit that I that I've never used, but I've seen you know pe people try out yeah. that mode, like they're solid files. Like they they have dynamic range, they have depth of field, they don't look like a screen capture from a video. They look like high quality 11 megapixel images. Wow, um, what's the resolution on 11 megapixel? 11 megapixels. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I'm just curious because, uh, like, I just wanted to. Tra I'm just yeah, thinking sure, about video, sure. right? Like, I'm like uh, translating it to video. It's uh, it's basically 4K. Okay. So it's basically a 4K image. That's I mean, f sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that kind of makes sense, I guess, right? Yeah. It probably can shoot 4K video at 120, right? So like, it can do it can do 4K 120. It can do 8K 30, 8K 25, 8K 24. Yeah. Uh, can it do they, 4K 120 at, uh, raw, like footage, like? No, but hold on. Hold it, on. It's Wait almost like it. it could. Because... Wait for it, dude. It can shoot ProRes internal. Oh, that's sick. Dude, right? That's great. Right, dude? It shoots ProRes internal. That's and, great. Uh, in a later firmware update, we're getting 8K60. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, is really impressive. So, mm-hmm. I, the, okay. So, 120, fr- dude, I'd love to, how long can it shoot that? Like 120 I, frames, like, uh, I don't know. JPEG. I don't know. Some people say continuously, but I haven't done any it could research be, on it. But, uh, um, it, it actually, uh, I kind of believe it could because JPEGs are kind of small, right? Like, right. Very, yeah. So, tell me this are Nikon colors pretty good? Because, like, you'd be relying on Nikon's, like, color yeah, and science. Yeah, so, so you know, nail just coming JPEGs, back full circle right? because I'm a camera nerd. Yeah. Nikon, on paper, has always had the best sensor. And that's for two reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is Nikon has always prided themselves on that. Okay. So they've always, you know, chased dynamic range, chased sharpness, chased all that stuff. But Nikon cameras, the base ISO is also 64. Okay. So uh, most cameras are 100. Fujifilm cropped is ISO 200. Yeah. But, so that's then nice targeting with the base, a base ISO. ISO of 64. Yeah. Um, now with some cameras, like you can go down to like ISO 50 and stuff, but like you'll see like a line on the top or bottom. Yeah. That's extended range. So so that's li- literally the camera just digitally cutting exposure values. It's not actually oh. altering the level of noise or the sensor uh, sen- uh, sensor sensitivity and ex- ex- extended ISO. Okay. Interesting. Um, this is literally base ISO 64, and that's that's been like Canon's kind of call to action, or like yeah. you know, like this is what we pride ourselves on for a while. Uh, Nikon's colors are, are in my opinion, um, probably up there with Canon's. Uh, I think Sony's are not that good outside of the A1. I think that they've really changed their color science for yeah. the A1. Right. Although I tend to think, and you would probably agree with me just from editing some photos, that the A1 still has slightly some green shift, but not as much as the previous Sony cameras. So I think it's the A1 a is spot. actually pretty good. Yeah, it's in a good spot. Uh, a7 IV's probably got A1 color science, so it's probably about the same. Yeah, my, my, my R2 and my A9... Uh, I was always adjusting tints because right out of camera they were some green boys. Yeah. Um, and then you sent me some uh, some A1 raw files, and I was really impressed with with how far they've come. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, like there's still there there is still a minor green cast there, but nothing like it used to be. So right. I would go on on paper to say that right now with color science, you're probably looking at maybe Canon as a slight advantage in skin tones, and maybe that's it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 very close, guys. Yeah, it's, which is great. It's, it's basically where I'm at. Right um, now, what is also really exciting about this is the new processor inside of uh, the Z9, which which has a really exciting name. I I I I I don't know if you saw the the, uh, no, the name of the what processor, it? dude. Dude, it's really exciting. Oh it's yeah, really exciting. Yeah, let me get the exact name for it for you. I have the uh, Z9 page up. So this is the camera for those viewers out there. Okay, unstoppable is what they say. Z9, you can see it's actually a full-sized a, camera, right? So <clears throat> the processor is called the X-Speed 7, uh, which is kind of interesting because the processor that came before this is the X-Speed 6, which makes sense. Yep, 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 but yep, yep. the X-Speed 6 was literally unusable, almost unusable for autofocus and mirrorless cameras. Uh, the Z7 and the Z6 were just slow, slow processors. Their autofocus was almost non-existent. You had to uh, uh, not rely on IAF at all. You basically just turned it off. Right. And and now the X Speed Seven puts it in the league of Sony's best and Canon's best. Yeah. So you would think that like a jump like that would get some exciting name, and it's literally just the X Speed Seven. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, as long as it performs, dude, I, I don't need a marketing name for it, dude. That's pretty cool. 
So, I mean, it looks like we have a huge comeback from Nikon. Mirrorless has been like a big, big play for a lot of these camera companies. You can see like a lot of people transitioning to mirrorless. DSLRs are kind of dying. Uh, everyone's kind of going, at least in, from what I see. Am I wrong, dude? Like, what do you think? About DSLRs Yeah, ba- basically yeah, moving. Yeah, they're all mirrorless. Uh, DSLRs are gone. Uh, Canon has, has already come out officially and said that all of their new lens production is for RF mount. EF will still be supported, obviously, but don't expect any new EF lenses. Uh, Nikon, same thing. I mean, when's the last time you saw a Sony A-mount yeah. lens come out? Um, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things going on here with the Z9 body. And I, I want to talk about the price, too, because you're basically getting... Um, on paper, right? A very, very, very impressive camera for the price. Like this is cheaper than the A1. This is cheaper than the R3. And it's bringing some pretty game-changing features to the table. Right. Uh, I mean, this is a very powerful contender, I think. you. It is cheaper. It is very capable. I think that the A1 is going to beat it in some regard. But it's it's a... Comp- you know, I think it's a competing product. You know what I mean? As someone, as someone who's who's tried all three, not me, but Jared Poland has tried all three, and like I watch his videos, I, 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 I watch a lot of. I videos. watch his too. Yeah. I believe that he had mentioned that he feels that if he was, if like someone likes, like 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 yeah. called him the carpet, he would say that probably the R three has the stickiest autofocus. Yeah, and it's followed closely by the A one, but he said that the Z nine is now just right there with him, if maybe just slightly behind. And right. I, I I can attest to the autofocus in my R five. I'm sure you, you can attest to the autofocus in your A one. Being slightly behind those is high praise. Yeah. No, that's excellent. That's yeah. excellent because the art, like the especially new when are you really came good. from, especially when your two previous bodies basically didn't have eye, eye autofocus or face detect or subject detect. In yeah. Them. No, we're definitely in a new league now with the modern cameras. Like the autofocus is reliable now. You can trust it. It's sticky. It's it's really really good. The fact that Nikon came out of nowhere with this and and really put out a competing flagship, I think, is good. Comes with the battery grip sort of included, right? Like it's it's built in. Yeah. Like this is a full bodied camera, which you love that. Like I love. That. I, I kind I do. of said like I like the the light bodies, right? Like I like the option to throw a battery grip on it if I want it. But you prefer this, right? I do prefer this through and through for multiple reasons. Um, Did you run a battery grip on your uh, your cameras previously? Yeah, so I say, uh, especially the Sony, because like I, I, I feel like the Sony's ergos are just. This is going to sound mean, but I don't mean it to be mean. I feel like Sony makes great cameras and they make great products, but they aren't designed by people who use them. Yeah. They're designed by really smart techie people. Okay. So makes like sense. the the ergos of a Sony camera was always miserable to me. Like they've like improved like, because like, of the like criticism, like, but like the A the A seven three that I had, everyone kind of criticized its ergos for sure. Yeah, like like um, if 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 like you you get my R five in the hands, like all right, Canon wins the ergo game. They do. Um, but they do. So like so, so Sony engineers to, so, were like, we're gonna we're gonna get a we're gonna build something that's like thin and light, regardless of ergos. And Canon's like, nah, dude, we need it to be able to be gripped. Yeah, you know, so, I respect that. So so especially like when you put like a really heavy lens on it, like the twenty to seventy f two. Or even in your case, once you get your seventy to two hundred, like you've never really had a meaty boy on your camera, right? Yep. 
Not a big uh, boy. Not, like uh, weight balance is important, especially right. if you're a working pro and you walk around with your camera all day. But you know, coming back to the vertical grip, it brings a lot of features and functionality that I really enjoy in a camera. Uh, one of them being uh, just increased battery life. Like if you're shooting a wedding or if you're shooting an event, having that whole bottom grip as battery yeah. is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, if you do any sort of work that you want to put on right away to Instagram, uh, shooting in portrait, uh, your 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 width is now the exact size for Instagram. Yeah. Fun fact, by the way. So like, if anyone out there is using a real camera and they're trying to you know frame their shot up for Instagram. Instagram, if you just shoot in portrait mode, you're good to go. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Little pro tip of the day. Nice, um, nice. Uh, when you have an integrated grip, uh, they can mirror the buttons for that camera specifically. So, like, if, if I got a grip for my R5, that's also the grip for the R6. And if you got a grip for your A1, that's also the grip for the A7R4 um, and the A92. Okay. Right? So you may have buttons that those cameras don't and vice versa. So you don't really, so you kind of lose that muscle memory when you put a, uh, 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 an add on, uh, add on battery grip onto your camera yeah. versus one that's integrated. It's true. And, and, yeah. and also, you know, just weather sealing. Uh, but, Ultimately, for me, uh, on my Sony, I always ran the battery grip, and that was just because it's a lot easier to balance yeah. larger lenses. Okay. On 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 a, on a, on a, on a full body camera, and like I said, like if you if, if you get your Sony to to a uh, two hundred and you go and shoot an event, you'll go out and you're like, all right, man, I'm buying a battery grip. I see what you mean. Yeah. No, because, it's gonna like, be just mega having front that like, heavy, extra dude. stability for your wrist <laughs> and like your bottom yeah. two fingers, in- insane. Yeah. And then if you're doing a lot of like portrait work and you're yeah. shooting in portrait mode, having those extra buttons. Mm. okay like 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 holding the camera like this you yeah. have a lot more movement than holding the camera like this yeah right? yeah yeah so like if you're trying to you know get the lowest shutter speed possible you have more control when when you could lock this arm into yeah. your body yeah like like locking this against your rib cage and then holding up and getting nice and tight yeah is how you take steady pictures okay not yeah. holding it like this no you're right 100 100 bring it in bring it in dude i see so, that all yeah. the time Bring yeah. it in. So, yeah, my opinion on the Z9 is I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that Nikon We is... all benefit from this, right? You exactly. I mean? That's how I feel. So, you know, for a long time, Sony had just killed the mirrorless game. And then Canon came out of nowhere and just started to make banger cameras like mirrorless gods. You know, you got the R5. I think it's honestly a god-tier camera. And, mm-hmm. you know, they make already make, like, god-tier glass. So we already, yeah. we already know, like, you know, Canon, they're a great camera manufacturer they they kill it and then nikon to come out and finally have a competing camera like we have great mirrorless options out there now in the full frame space so i'm very happy uh to see this camera and i think it's only going to be good for the consumer right really glad they kept the top screen too i'm a big fan of the top screen yeah yeah you like that top screen Uh, i mean i i have a top screen too i i I mean full disclosure uh, when I shot Sony, and prior to me getting into photography, I always wanted a camera with a top screen just because I just thought it looked cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's really nice to just have your camera in your bag or look down and see your settings. Yeah. And know like, all right, when, when I pull this out, I'm good to go. Yeah. You know, or I wish just I had a top a, screen. Or like, you 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 can do cool stuff with it too. Like, I can't speak for different systems, but like, you yeah. can set that as like a histogram. So like, if you were in like a like a like if you're doing Astro, you can yes. turn off your back screen so you're not light bleeding and just use that top e ink display as your histogram. Oh, that's you know cool. What I mean? so it's like that's kind of cool stuff, you know. No, uh, I respect that a lot, dude. So, I kind of wish that uh, Sony had it. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Small body though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, small body. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it would have been cool though. I love it. 
Yeah, but it, this is exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, exciting stuff. Oh, also because of, you know, every inter, inter, uh, integrated ca- uh, grip camera that I know of, uh, the back buttons light up. Okay. It's kind of cool. Which that is, is kind of cool. cool. Right? So, like, if I get a, ba- a, a battery grip on my R5, that won't happen. You know? And yeah. it's just, like, a nice thing to have when you're shooting at night. No, that's awesome. Does, I don't think the Sony lights up at all. Shoot. No, no. So, 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 like, Nikon's D series did. Uh, oh. Canon's one D series did, and now the Z nine does, and Canon's R three lights up as well. So, like, hey. all of the buttons are backlit. Every single. I one. wish, uh, yeah, I wish the Sony had that. That would have been yeah, good. but like, I get it. It comes down to battery. You it, know what I mean? Yeah, so, I guess like, so. so you got that big the, battery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I get it. I get it. Dude. Come on, LEDs are like you know barely any energy. Come on, you can you can do it. Hey man, uh, <laughs> just I'm just. Yeah, pointing out industry standards. No, it's all good. It's all good, dude. Anyway, dude, you got any last uh, comments on there? Are we gonna wrap it? I don't. I'm just really excited to see you know Nikon being back in the game, dude. Nah, we me all too, man. We I, all win from yeah, this. hopefully, you know, I, I look forward to seeing the camera scene in a couple years. You know, because uh, it's it's gonna be super competitive. I think it's gonna be really fun to see the back and forth you get between these three companies. Like, you know, people are gonna be. Uh, one up in each other. You know what I mean? It's going to be great. Yeah. Hopefully that yeah. translates into price so more people can get in and uh, and experience these amazing tools. So I think we're going to see, you know, just some predictions. I think that we're going to see bodies get a little bit more competitive in price again. Yeah. Which which I think we need, right? Because, like, I think if Nikon is selling the Z9 for 5400 yeah. and then Canon sells the R3 for six grand, that's a, that's a... Yeah, it's weird, you know isn't I mean? it? You know what I mean? Uh it's true. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it'll be really interesting. I unfortunately think we'll just see the prices of glass go up across the board. Oh, but no. I, th- I think we'll see bodies get more competitive. Why is glass going up? Uh, because everyone sells it and it's locked into an ecosystem, right? So, like, if. Well, yeah. So, but like, isn't Canon, Canon is, coming out with like third party RF lens now? Like, oh, they are. They are. Like, uh, uh, Sigma got approval to address the RF mount in thank goodness. 2022, and they have, like, three or four lenses on the roadmap for that. Uh, so, like, with third-party lenses, we'll, we'll, we'll see stuff happening, but I don't see first-party lenses going down. Going down now. Yeah. Well, they just uh, they outdo the competition for the most part. Like, if you want the pro lens, you get the first-party lens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, like, for as, the most as, part. As, as good as Sigma zooms are for Sony, like uh, that new G Master is untouchable. It it it, it honestly it's true. is true. Like if if you're just looking for like if you have some extra money and you're looking to take photos, yeah, and, and get like pro grade photos of your you know Sun soccer game, I would say get the Sigma. Right. But like if you care about quality, yeah. like, like if you're a photographer, dude, unbelievably, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. gonna get it. Especially because you're. I know for my camera, like I need a lens that can keep up with 30 frames per second and yeah, the like autofocus and everything. That's say that's something else that people don't realize too yeah. it's like even if the lens is sharp it doesn't mean it has the focusing system in place to keep up with the frame rate of your camera yeah it's well that with the a1 specifically like i'd say unless you have the a1 like you probably good you know what i mean like yeah. the a1's kind of pushing the these lenses to the, or the absolute, a9 even yeah or the a9 even it's but like, like um, if you're like the a7 r4 or you have like <coughs> the a7 a7 4 like i think you're probably yeah. good yeah, uh, yeah, Tony Northrup did a video with the first 7200 GM mm. on an A9 Mark II, and it was dropping to 9 FPS because the lens just couldn't focus fast enough. Oh, wow. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Which lens was it? 
the seventy-two two hundred Mark One. Oh, sorry. the Mark One. Yeah, Mark 1, yeah. Sorry. You said Mark Two. I was I, like, no I apologize. Way. Yeah, Mark One. No way. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Mark yeah. One was a weak lens. I think a lot of people said that. So yeah, um, I mean, it, you have to understand though that the eighty-five one four, the twenty-four to seventy, and the seventy-two two hundred was Sony's first yeah. dip in the water into pro grade. It's true. Right? Like those three lenses were the first time they've ever attempted to do it. Not so. a bad first attempt, but right, right. You know the second I mean? attempt is is is, is a hitter. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, dude, let's wrap it up, dude. Let's wrap it up, dude. This wrap has been Technesthetic. Thank you for uh, listening, watching the podcast. Thanks for participating. If you liked it, give it a like, give it a sub, do all that stuff. Leave comments down below on YouTube. Leave them, dude leave them hey if you're not on youtube check us out on youtube or technesthetic.com where you can email us directly and then chat with us we'd love to hear from you and get some feedback and tell us how much you love the podcast we'd love to hear let that. us know dude. we'd let love us know. yeah let us know but anyway thanks for watching